What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Candice Lodre, your favorite family life coach, coming to you again this week with your celebrity lemonade. I hope you all had an amazing weekend as well as week. And um, this week has been pretty eventful um, in celebrity land with one particular celebrity that we're going to discuss today, um, which we are going to get right into it. And the topic for today is Roseanne Barr Backlash, How to Talk About Race Within Your Family. Now, I hope you guys excuse me. I have a little of a um, cold, so I hope that I don't sound terrible on this podcast, but I'm going to try to um, make sure that I get these points out to you and get this information to you as best as possible. Um, as I discussed, we're going to talk about today, Miss Roseanne Barr, which is truly unfortunate as far as what has transpired this week, because you would hope people would learn, but they clearly do not, especially considering Roseanne Barr's history. And so it looks like um, she is going to be not only have a canceled show, but be canceled within our community. So as you guys know, I like to give you a little history about the celebrity that I'm covering in the topic. So here we go. So Miss Roseanne Barr hit the scene in the early 80s and her show Roseanne was an instant hit and it stayed on for nine seasons. I must admit, I was a huge fan of Roseanne um, at the time. I always tell you guys I was a latchkey kid, so I used to watch any and everything that came on the television and um I really related to the character Darlene. She was this dark tomboy that had a slick mouth and she was hilarious. So I truly enjoyed the show when it was on. So once it ended, um Roseanne pretty much laid low and started enjoying living a normal life. Um she did I think one or two reality shows while she was um pretty much trying to be off the radar but they didn't really succeed but out of nowhere she decided to bring back her show in March and it was pretty much after a two decade absence and it came back with a bang everybody enjoyed it everybody loved it I tuned into the first episode and to be honest with you I don't want to necessarily say that um I enjoyed it to the point where I got that old feeling back like yes this is classic Roseanne but I would say that it was relatable to the times that we're going through right now and it definitely had a nostalgic type of feel to it where I would say it was great to be able to like just say ah you know this is what Darlene looks like now and this is where um Dan and Roseanne are in their life right now so for that aspect of it just to get back in touch with my childhood that was great but the overall show I thought it was decent it wasn't my cup of tea to tune in every week but according to (laughs) <laughs> the thousands of views that they got each week it was and so they actually got picked up for a second season but on Tuesday of May 29 2018 Miss Barr decided to tweet a very racist comment stating Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby it would equal 
Valerie Jarrett. So for those that don't know who Valerie Jarrett is, um, she's an African-American woman who was a senior advisor to our former president, Barack Obama, throughout his presidency. And um, for whatever reason, um, there was something that came up in the news about how Miss Jarrett was um, hiding things from the public that she was covering up for um, our former president, Barack Obama. And this is what led Miss Barr to say this tweet. So if you guys have followed Roseanne Barr, she has really honestly been controversial throughout her whole career. Um, The two things that kind of pop up in my mind is uh, the horrible Reindition she gave of the Star Spangled Banner, and after she was done, because literally she got so many boos, and <laughs> people were just outraged as far as that she was even selected to sing it. Um, she spit on the ground afterwards and walked off, and so a lot of people, of course, found that offensive. But again, she still had a career even after that, so she moved on like it was nothing. And recently, this photo came up of her um, posing in an outfit of Adolf Hitler, where she was dressed up as Adolf Hitler, I should say. And she had a tray of cookies in her hand that were in the form of gingerbread man. And they were like half burnt. And it, it was it was actually kind of a really disgusting photo, to be honest. But a lot of people said that the photo wasn't real. Um, then reports came out and said that it was for kind of a satire Jewish magazine. So it was real, but she never confirmed to state that if um, or apologize as far as for the for the picture. But again, like I said, she's always kind of been controversial anyway. So this is not out of her character. But as far as with this tweet in the racially charged environment that we are in um she really really went across many boundaries and so the network which is she was on abc decided that they were not going to stand behind her uh, whether she apologized or not for this tweet and decided to cancel her show so she did apologize for it um but kind of it was like kind of a backhand apology <laughs> because after she apologized she tried to defend herself to say that you know um other people have done worse things and tried to point the blame to other people and it just kind of was just like you know you should have evolved and gotten better by now and considering that you have it we just going like I said earlier not only cancel your show but cancel you so While we would love to kind of just move on from this and then just sit back and wait for the next controversial thing to happen because we know it's coming, um, I feel like we really need to try to take these moments and use them as teaching moments within our families, especially if we have children. Um, A lot of times we see these things kind of come across our social media feeds and come across our screens, whether it's within the news or so forth. 
and we just take it in and give our opinions and then move on. But how could we use this within our families to say, you know, what can we learn from this and how can we teach ourselves and our children to do better? So I wanted to take this um, incident and kind of create um, some helping tips to be able to discuss race in a healthy and productive manner. While we know like race is almost like politics and religion, you know, it is very, it's a very passionate subject. Um, it's something that clearly we all don't see eye to eye with, but as we can see within our day and time, it is something that needs to be discussed. And it's something that we have to come to grips with to be able to coexist with each other. And so, like I like to say, here is where I come in. As a family life coach, I believe that we have to begin to talk about those taboo subjects as early as possible. So we can see what we can come to a compromise and have a meeting of the minds to be able to discuss these things. So when incidents like this come up, we're not surprised about what Uncle Larry is going to say or what um, little Bobby is going to say or what our husband is going to say about it. Because we're all pretty much have had that understanding of where we stand when it comes to race within our country. Um, so... Here are just a few tips that I was able to come up with that can help us to discuss race within our family and lead by example for those that are younger, meaning our babies and our children, to be able to follow as they're not only in our homes, but when they exit out of our homes and it's within society. So let's get right into it. So number one, let's begin to acknowledge that racial differences and biases exist. Uh, so I'm going to say that again. Talk about how racial differences and bias exist. You know, a lot of times we try to overlook, you know, that there are racial differences in this world. You know, where there are black people, there are white people, there are Asian people, there are Hispanic people. There are different cultures and races within this world that make this world amazing and awesome but unfortunately um you have individuals out there that judge other people because of the color of their skin or because of their backgrounds and um because of you know where they live and so forth so we have to begin to talk about that we have to begin to prepare our children for if those incidents happen um my son or my son and my daughter um, attend a predominantly white school and they're of their school ages of um, kindergarten and second grade but now since we're in the summer they are going to be entering into third and first grade and so they're still at the age where well, I would definitely say for my daughter who's entering into first grade, she's still at the age of not really seeing color and not really seeing differences. But my son is at the age where he's beginning to notice that um, 
he is different than the other people around him. And so my husband and I do our best to try to talk about our differences and definitely come from a perspective of um, empowering him to know that the color of his skin makes him an amazing being. His culture and how enriched it is makes him an awesome human being. But as well as talk to him about the other races around him. And not only highlight as far as the things that maybe other races have done to us as African-Americans, but highlight as far as what their benefits are too, so that he knows that there's a balance. And soon as I said, once my daughter becomes of age and my youngest daughter become of age, we could be able to talk about that too. So we try to share with him to where he understands that there are racial differences out there. There are going to be individuals out there that going to look at the color of his skin and automatically judge him for something that he may have never done. He may have never thought about doing. Um, but it's up to him to educate that person to say, this is not what I stand for. This is not what I'm about. I've never um, thought about doing these things and again educate that person to let them know what his race is all about and so again like I said we definitely why it hurts us that we still have to have these type of conversations they're needed and so we definitely have to acknowledge again that racial differences and biases exist and we have to acknowledge them with ourselves too as adults um <laughs> And being transparent, I have sometimes made judgments on individuals due to their race um, in a joking matter, which I have to take a step back sometimes and say, if someone was to say that about me, how would I feel? And I think that's a good way to evaluate how you look at others and how uh, and how you would treat other people is by if you was to put yourself in their shoes how would you feel and if they were to put that same judgment on you how would you feel and so a lot of times I've tried to check myself to make sure that you know I don't be that person that is the one that's always crying wolf and saying you know you guys are wrong for judging me for the way I look but then turn around and do the same thing to somebody else. Because we see it all the time. We see it all the time. So we definitely have to be those examples. But again, number one, acknowledge that racial differences and bias exist. So number two, model how you want your other family members as well as your children to respond to others who may be different from them. Um... <laughs> and, and I will bring my children up in most of these examples because, like I said, I, I've encountered most of um, these exam most of um, these examples with my children. And so, as I stated, my children pretty much they they attend a predominantly white school. And so, one day, um, I I was talking with some other parents, and those other parents were white and um my son had came up to me and he said you know mommy you know you look different from all of them and I was like yeah I was like you know mommy has curly hair and one person has straight hair and one person has black hair just being joke 
joking with him, but I knew where he was getting at. He was like, no, like you're darker than all of them. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, you don't feel um, uncomfortable. And I said, no, why should I? And so we began to have a conversation about it. And I expressed to him within that conversation that, you know, again, just because someone looks different from me, that doesn't mean that I shouldn't talk to him. Just because someone looks, um, just because I'm darker than a person or lighter than a person or because I have curly hair and they have straight hair, that doesn't mean I should treat them differently. Now, if that person is causing harm to me or if that person is being mean to me or rude to me, then that's when I have to adjust my behavior to protect myself. But I said, other than that, then we were all created different. That's what makes this world a beautiful place. And so we have to accept each other for our differences. So we have to begin to model that statement because a lot of times we don't. As we like to say that, we end up acting the complete opposite of what we're saying. And again, I always bring up as far as being the example for our children because they are the next leaders. They are the next generation that are going to carry on this world when we are gone in our resting places. And so we can't forget that we have to leave some type of foundation, some type of blueprint, some type of um, example for them to be able to say, well, I'm going to do my own thing because I'm an individual. These are some tips to help me along the way as far as to be the best human being that I can be, no matter what my race is, no matter what my background is, no matter how much money I have in my bank account, I want to strive to be the best human that I can be. And because of my mother or my father or my auntie or my godmom or my uncle or my, you know, grandmother, because of their examples, I'm able to do that. So number two, model how you want other family members and children to respond to others who may be different from them. Number three, encourage individuals within your family to interact with others outside of their race and take three things that they learned about that person that they didn't know before. So I'm, if you have been listening to my podcast, I'm big on numbers. <laughs> In the aspect of like, I'm not a quote unquote numbers person, meaning I, I am like the furthest from a mathematician as you can call it, but I'm big with numbers as far as like doing examples and lessons and so forth. So for me, when I'm interacting with someone that is different from me, what I try to do is take three positive things that I learned from them um, or gained from them through my interaction with them. And I try to teach that with my kids as well. And so this works for anyone, whether it's a child or it's an adult. When you're interacting with someone, say, for instance, a racist that does not like you because of the color of your skin, that uh, thinks that, you know, all of your every single stereotype in this world have a conversation with them and try to find three positive things that you can pull from them. I can even give the example of Donald Trump <laughs> or the president. I don't like to acknowledge him by his name. I'm on, I'm with Whoopi Goldberg um, with that, um, with our president. Um, 
he has done some very distasteful things that I don't think I even have to really get into because it's pretty much displayed on his Twitter feed and so forth. And for me, you know, despite even through his actions, I try to take positive things that I can pull from him, even though I've never had a conversation with him or anything of that nature that I can pull from what he is bringing to this world. And so one thing definitely I can say is he is waking us up to know that we have to be learn that we have to take care of ourselves, that we can't depend on a president. We can't depend on necessarily the government. We can't depend on our, our higher ups, as I like to call it, to take care of us and do the right thing all the time. We have to make sure that we model that example for ourselves. So that's one thing. Second thing is he has definitely woke us up about talking about race and talking about our differences and learning that, you know, while it's easy to kind of take a blind eye to those that don't like us, those that don't agree with us, those that don't care about the color of our, uh, those that judge us for the color of our skin, we have to begin to empower ourselves. We have to begin to get back into learning about our culture and our history so we know and don't get consumed with what someone that don't know anything about us is trying to project on us and make us feel worse than what we are. The third thing is, is that I feel as though that he has empowered us to stick together, to be unified as, um, as in my culture, as far as being a black woman, um, not being on this earth that long, but being on this earth long enough, I know that a lot of times we still kind of have a mentality of looking at our fellow brother and sister as an enemy rather than our sister and brother, whether than someone that has endured the same struggles that we, uh, that I have endured because of the color of our skin. And so if anything, I feel like he has definitely helped us to take that extra step in being unified and supporting each other and backing each other up and learning that we're in this together. <laughs> And so we got to be able to fight the, and resist the enemy as best as possible. And it's, it's where we will only do it when we're stronger in numbers. So those, that's kind of an example that I would give as far as interacting with someone or learning from someone that is different from me. And, and whether it's different from race, whether it's different from... um from our cultures, whatever the case may be, definitely once you do have that interaction, try your best to take three positive things out of what that interaction is. Um, ways to do that too, as far as to visit a church, you know, that is different from yours. Um, go to a festival that is different from like the music and stuff that you would like go visit different cultural museums that so you can interact with individuals that are different from you and bring the children along so they can begin to understand and see that 
we're just not in this bubble. It's just not white people within my community. It's just not black people within my community. It's just not, or in this world, I should say, you know, it's just not Hispanics within this world. We are a melting pot. If we step outside of our comfort zones and begin to explore what's around us. So again, let's, uh, again, encourage individuals within your family to interact with others outside of their race and take three positive things that they learned about that person they didn't know before. So that's number three. Number four, if you don't know, seek guidance, ask questions from a trusted source and don't just go on social media for answers. Man, I have been in so many groups where individuals literally would take a fake news story or take something off of somebody else's page and post it like it was the truth and nobody can convince them any different. And that's very dangerous because you are sending out information into the world that isn't real, that isn't right. And we've seen that (laughs) with our higher ups. So we have to, again, be responsible about the information that we're taking in. And if we are trying to learn how to be more conscious about other races around us and learning about other races around us, we have to begin to go to trusted individuals and trusted sources so that we can gain that information and use it wisely. Um, you know, I it can go from both spectrums, from individuals that think all black people are horrible and all black people are causing, you know, havoc in this world to the person that believe all white people are uh, the devil and that they are out for our demise. Like you have to begin to learn that everybody that is of a certain race isn't the same and that we all have different layers and aspects to us that Honestly, if we took the time to just really get to know each other, we will see that, you know, we will see that you just have some of those rotten apples in each race that kind of give us a bad name, but that doesn't cover the whole tree. So definitely, number four, if you don't know, seek guidance, ask questions from a trusted source. Don't just go to social media for answers. Number five, travel to expose your family or your children to different communities. Help them to understand that this world is filled with amazing individuals of different backgrounds and cultures. We kind of talked about that earlier already, but travel, travel, travel. This is something that I definitely want to get into within the next five years as far as exploring places outside of um, Illinois. (laughs) I've never been on a plane before. I'm 35 years old. I've never, um, yeah, never flown before. So I am trying to get out of that and explore this world and begin to learn about the different cultures um, around me. And so definitely if you have the opportunities to which I love seeing that I have some friends that their babies have passports that are like filled up already. 
definitely, definitely travel and explore different communities, different cultures, different countries, different areas that is different from us so that we can begin to have a well-rounded understanding of the struggles as well as the triumphs that other races go through. Um, I think sometimes we just depend on Facebook to be our guide, honestly. And we just look at our social feeds to educate us on what's going on throughout the world. And we have to begin to step outside of our phones and step outside of our computers and begin to experience it ourselves. So definitely travel to expose your family members and your children to different communities and countries so that we can begin to learn about different backgrounds and cultures. So the next one, number six, encourage your family to read and watch material that explore different cultures in a positive light. Again, I I feel like a lot of times we do depend on one or two sources to kind of feed us everything we need to know about everyone walking this earth. And when you have, especially when you have children, you definitely have to be um, aware of the material that you're taking in. I myself had caught myself watching a lot of um, CNN. um, uh, How can I put it? I've watched a lot of CNN commentators, which they're excellent and great. But a lot of the news stories that they were covering were very negative at the time. And I saw that my children were kind of taking it in and like kind of looking and seeing like, you know, well, mom, why do you watch that show all the time? Because that show talks about, you know, how this person is bad or how this person did this something to somebody wrong. And so I had to begin to diverse my content so that my children also will be able to have a real rounded view of you know it's just not these negative things going on in the world but there's also other things going on in the world that are very positive that other races are doing and other cultures are doing and so I really, you really have to begin to check ourselves and really begin to monitor how much of the same content that we're taking in because we want to make sure that not only ourselves but our children are getting a real rounded view of what our world looks like <clears throat> especially as far as for our spirit and our emotions and our souls because if you think about it if you're taking in negative content for you know like five hours out of the day um or eat 10 hours out of the day you know however many hours out of the day that's longer than i would say an hour it will really begin to start affecting your spirit and it will begin to start affecting your perspective on things and so before you know it you will be looking like man why am i so grumpy today or man why am i looking at my coworker sideways all the time we was just cool last week Man, why am I looking at my boss like, you know, he got a hidden agenda on me just because I'm black? I mean, I'm telling you, it it makes your mind go to some crazy places. So diversify your content and make sure that you begin to read. Oh, my goodness. Reading is so fundamental. I miss being an avid reader. Unfortunately, I don't get to read as much because I'm so busy. (coughs) Excuse me. 
but I am hoping um, I'm definitely one of my goals this summer is to definitely gain a um, higher intake on my reading um, and it's important, especially again, if you have smaller children for them to see you actually picking up a book and reading it. I know that that is like in the stone ages, but Hey, even if it's a Kindle or something, we got to encourage our babies to read. So definitely read and watch material that show other cultures in a positive light. And lastly, number seven, the Holy Grail always come from a teachable and loving place there may be unexpected statements that come out that you don't agree with from a certain family member even with your children but you want to come from a perspective that you can agree to disagree and then move on so for me number seven kind of basically just rounds up as far as all of this which is you always want to come from a teachable and loving place so that you can talk about race in a healthy and productive manner when you get into those heated arguments with a, a <laughs> supporter of our president or you get into the heated argument about somebody that thinks a certain race is only here on this earth to use all of our resources and take it back to our countries. When you get into that argument with someone that believes that, um, you know, a person of a certain race is out is all is only terrorists. Like you have to always take a step back and say, how can I make this a teachable moment? And how can I do this in the most loving manner as possible and don't get me wrong this is very challenging this is very um (laughs) it can be very hard to do but it's possible and so if you find things getting to a point where no one is hearing each other it's always great to end it with we can agree to disagree and we could come back to this conversation at a later date and then move forward but if you do see that there is a place of where a place where you can make it a teachable moment utilize it whether it's again with your children or with an adult that you're having this conversation with because these conversations need to happen and they need to happen in a way that they're healthy and productive so just make sure that we talk about race in the most positive manner as possible but again, in a teachable way for those that don't understand so that they can grow and evolve as well. So I hope you guys gained something from this podcast. Um, I tried to make it as light as possible. I didn't want to dig real deep into it because I know we have a lot of kind of negative commentary going around us and surrounding us. So I wanted to try to make this as positive as possible, but Definitely, if you have any opinions, um, any tips as well that you have used within your family, any comments, please go to my hub, which is Um, You can go to any of the social media outlets I use, which is Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at The CL Brand and comment on this podcast. Um, Share your thoughts. If you have any questions, if you have any topics that you want me to cover, please let me know. Please share, share, share that you're listening. Um, I really would love to hear from you. Um, Share with your friends and family. 
Um, I appreciate the growth. And again, today was the last day uh, for um, my It's a Mom Vibe shirt. Um, I will be bringing out a special edition shirt for our fathers because they truly deserve it for the month of June. So look out for that. Again, you will be able to access it on my website at www.CandiceLoDre.com. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Um, I'm looking forward to mine and I will see you guys next time.